Welcome to today's Conduit podcast. As a reminder, Conduit is a tribe of small business owners and leaders who desire to get better by learning and growing together. My name is Jerry Bierman. I'm the owner operator of Alluring Glass. Today we have a recurring visitor with me, thank goodness, every Tuesday, Paul Bauscher, who owns Bauscher Construction, owner operator, and Insight Coaching. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Jerry. It's nice to be a repeat offender. Yes, love this one of one of the highlights of my Tuesdays for sure. So, oh, you're so, kind. <laughs> so today, um, which which I do a lot of this to you is uh, leaders ask for help, and so uh, as we were unpacking that early in the week yesterday, um, I started contemplating, you know, asking for help, and started thinking about, gosh, why is it that I do ask for help, and why is it that I don't ask for help? And it's been it's been interesting the last. 24 hours or so. Um, what's it, what, uh, as you, as you started thinking about today's topic, what, what, uh, what are your thoughts? This is uh, first off, this is a really great topic because it's, um, from a coaching perspective, it's, it's the moment where someone can commit to getting help from a coach is when they can get past that fear of asking for help. And it's, it's a tough, tough topic. And I'm sort of a, you know, a lot of self-reflection in this one for me as well, because asking for help is not something that's ever been easy for me over the years. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a cultural thing. I think in the U.S. we try to solve our problems on our own. And whether it's something as simple as asking for directions, um, you know, to get where we're going, the old joke that a man will drive around forever and never ask for directions. But there's an individualistic mindset in the U.S. for sure that we think we have to solve our problems on our own. And in other cultures, I don't think it's that way. I talk with other people in uh, Europe and other parts of the world, and um, they do see themselves more as part of a community. But here, we're a bit different, it seems like. That that whole, probably our forefathers who came over, those strong individualistic people that still exist maybe in our culture today. Yeah. So from a leader and owner standpoint, um, do you think, do you think for leaders and owners, do you think it's, it's more that they don't know the question to ask or do you think it's more the, uh, the cultural thing that, and, and, or the cultural thing where they're like, I got a, I got a GSD myself. I got to get stuff done. I got to figure it out myself. And, or maybe even a third one where what I was kind of reflecting on yesterday is that, um, if I ask for, for help in a certain area that you might think I've got it figured out, um, then that shows a layer of vulnerability and or transparency that I don't have it figured out. So if I ask you a, a question on healthy company culture, then that might insinuate that my company culture isn't so healthy. And so that might, that might prevent me from asking for help. Yeah, I really do think the main reason that we don't ask for help is that it puts us in a really vulnerable position Mm. because I think when we, when we ask for help, people might think that we're needy, you know, or, or, you know, one you didn't mention is we feel like maybe we're annoying the other person for asking for help. But at the core, I think you're, you're touching on what's there. And that is that we feel really vulnerable and we have to, like, we think it's a sign of weakness uh, if we don't 
know something. And sometimes when you're in a, when you're a business owner or a manager or a leader, you think your job is to have all the answers. And so by not having the answers, by asking for help, it shows up as a sign of weakness. I think there's another thing and this one, this one kind of touches for me because I'm kind of a control freak sort of guy is that when you allow someone else to help you, does it mean you lose control of what you're doing? Do you have to do things, you know, someone else's way instead of your own way? And that could be something that potentially holds some people back. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. From a healthy, and, and again, we, you and I say this frequently, that we're not talking about the extremes, right? So we're not talking, right. um, we're not talking about the, the person that is completely insecure and doesn't, um, is afraid, afraid to ask for help for anything, or the right. over, overconfident person that's just a jerk. Um, the two extremes we're not talking about, but for healthy leadership, healthy leaders and owners, I just made a note that like the first thought that as a leader, I may have of asking for help is weakness. However, the second thought is if I'm asking a, a leader that I actually value, somebody like yourself, somebody that I respect and value their opinion. What I find is that the leader that's asked for help looks at it as strength. So the, the first thought is weakness. I need to ask Paul for help. The second thought is the reality that Paul is going to look at that question as a sign of strength from Jerry, not of weakness. So it really is, it really is a paradox, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think that's really true. And um, there's, you touched on something else before I just want to circle back to for just a second. And that is that you're opening up yourself. When you ask for help, you open yourself up to the possibility that something uncomfortable about you might be revealed. Something you think you've hidden, some weakness that you think you have that other people don't know. Like you mentioned, I know my company culture isn't quite what I want it to be. Yeah. And I'm afraid if I ask for help about it, that it's going to get revealed and gosh, everyone else's company culture is perfect, right? Mine must be the only one that's bad yes. or has a, has, maybe it's not even bad. It just has a, has a glitch or an issue we're trying to get better at. And so we're afraid that's going to get revealed. But I, yes, I agree with you that when you ask for help, you actually, people actually respect you more. Mm -hmm. And I also wouldn't underestimate that the moment that you go to someone and ask them for help, that you're essentially communicating to them in a really strong way that you trust them. Mm. And it's a really powerful uh, or relationship builder when you ask for help because you're showing trust uh, and, and respect, if you will, for that person that you're asking. Maybe you've had this experience, I know I have, where a person has asked me for help with something where I kind of felt like, who am I to help them? They're, they're asking me, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And it was flattering and felt good that a person of that stature or that accomplishment that I thought they were would come to me and ask me for help with something. So it, mm -hmm. it does a lot for the person you're asking, actually, I think in a lot of cases that we tend to undervalue and underestimate uh, what that can mean and the confidence it can build in the person that you're asking. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's really, yeah, it's interesting. 
the other the other reality is that question asking for help requires both parties to have capacity like if you're going to if you're going to ask me for help then you have to have the capacity to listen to my opinion recommendation i have to have the capacity to even offer you my opinion or recommendation so it is it uh, one of the one of the challenges in business is that we can be so busy doing doing the work doing business that we don't want to we don't want to stop or, and or slow down to ask for help for the other re, the other reality is just time it just takes time uh yeah that's true it feels like to me that probably gets used as an excuse more than than its reality from the side of i don't have time to ask for help that that feels like an excuse i might hesitate to ask you for help because i think you're busy right, right? so I, I might go well i don't want to i don't want to impose on jerry because he's busy he's a lot of things to do that seems legitimate and i'm sure that it feels that way uh, i know leaders who work with me um, Daniel, as you know, he's a guy yeah. who will take it all on because he's like, everyone else is busy. I don't want to put anything on them. Uh, so he would hesitate to ask you or someone else for help because of that. Yeah. Um, as far as I don't have time to ask for help, if I was coaching someone, I would challenge them that they're hiding behind that uh, to hide their insecurity about asking for help. Yes. I could be wrong, but that, that, that feels that felt that way to me. Well, as I'm I'm scanning my mind, my Rolodex of leaders, I think, again, we're not we're not talking about extremes. We're mm -hmm. talking about you know leaders that we're uh, shoulder to shoulder with, leaders and owners, of course. And um, I think that's I think that's true. Mm -hmm. I think it's true. The scary part about asking, not a, bit, a fear of asking for help, is that we would tend to avoid situations where that are new or different or difficult for us because they might put us in a position of needing help from someone. And that creates a negative cycle for us because if we never want to ask for help, we never want to get in an uncomfortable situation. We're always going to stay in that comfort zone mm -hmm. because we're afraid to and we're afraid or uncomfortable asking for help. So we tend to continually avoid those situations where we need it. That's a good point. The other, I just made a note of this too, is that the other piece is it, it requires some accountability. Meaning if I ask you for help on a, on a topic and you give me some uh, advice, recommendation, then the, uh, you, you would expect that I'm actually going to go address it, right? So, <laughs> if, so there's some accountability, like you know, asking for help requires me to actually follow up on that. So if I said, hey, Paul, I'm struggling with these three things, what, what do you recommend? You know, what are some of your suggestions? And you provide me the answers. Now, all of a sudden, there's some accountability, isn't it? I mean, not that you hold me accountable, but there's some self accountability. I just asked for help. Now he gave me some time and some of his wisdom and insight. And now I need to be self accountable to actually go take, go try. Mm hmm. Well, and self-accountability, but what does it do to the relationship and the, for the person that you've asked for help if you ignore 
the help they give. I actually just experienced this in a, in a small way. Another coach asked me for some help with something. And I spent some time with them and helped them. And uh, then later on, said, well, did you try the things that we talked about? When, you know, in the, in the conversation, it was, this is awesome. This is great. This will really help me. And then it was, did you attempt the things that we talked about? No, I didn't. Well, obviously what goes through my mind is, gosh, why not? <laughs> That's interesting. Why would you ask for help and then not at least make an attempt yeah. uh, to use what we worked on together? And it can make you feel like I, quote unquote, donated my time to help you out, but you're not taking the work seriously enough. And yeah. So I, don't, I don't know if it's as much of an accountability thing. It's just that you start to question how serious are you about actually solving the problem? And then does it degrade? And not it doesn't in this case. I'd be happy to help this person again. But does it degrade your willingness to help someone in the future if they don't appear to be serious about solving whatever issue they've brought to you? Well, I would, I'll tell you candidly that I wouldn't, that wouldn't happen to me too many times before I wouldn't be incredibly reluctant or turn down the request to answer their question for help. Mm -hmm. Right. If, if, if somebody came to me and said, Hey, I need help with whatever. And I spent time with them and then I followed up with them and said, Hey, how'd that go? And they said, well, I didn't actually do anything about it. Then I make a mental note of that right, wrong, or indifferent. And the next time they do the same thing, that probably by the third time, I'm probably not taking that call. In. <laughs> well, and it just, just it, me being fully transparent, um, sure. you know, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't want to waste my time either. So I, you know, one of the, one of the reasons I will be reluctant to ask questions or ask not questions, ask for help is that if I'm not willing, if I'm not willing to follow up on that, um, going circling back to, to the, my previous statement, I, I'm not going to ask for help because I'm, I know I'm not going to take action on it. If you know, you're not committed yourself to doing it. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I, I can see that. And obviously that feelings exist in me because I brought it, I brought it up. <laughs> I hadn't really yeah. thought about it the way you said it, but when you said it, it struck a chord with me. And I yeah. thought, yeah, that is true. Because uh, frankly, we tend to hesitate to ask for help because we're, one of the reasons, too, is that we might feel like someone might reject us. They might say, no, I'm not going to help you. And, mm. you know, we open ourselves up to that. Maybe somebody's going to turn you down or look at you like you're crazy or make you seem like you're foolish for even asking. But in reality, I've never experienced that. I think that probably almost never happens to anyone. Mm -hmm. Well, and Rick Boyle made the comment this morning. He said, he said something like, you know, when he's talking to his guys, he'll say something like, Hey, Joe, help me understand blank, blank, blank. Help, help me understand. And, you know, I think if you're, um, you know, if you're sincerely trying to understand, um, you know, what somebody's actions were to say, you know, to help me, help me understand. I think that's a good leadership. I, I personally prefer that leadership style. And we discussed that a little bit this morning as well as a, as a leader, you get to determine if you own the company, um, you get to determine not only your style, but the, the, the cultural style. And so do you have a, do you have a company culture that people are willing and or it's safe to ask for help? 
and you know, more's caught than taught. So it starts with you, the leader owner, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have a reputation of asking for help? And then do you create an environment where it's safe to ask for help? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and coming from the right place, and I know Rick Boyle well, so I'm sure he does. Um, coming from the right place, that's a genius way to look at it because he's acknowledging that he doesn't understand and that he, he's being open to an explanation of a situation that um, that he wants to learn more about from a, from a team member or for someone else. Yeah. By saying, help me understand, he's acknowledging, I don't understand everything and I'm being open to another, even if I think I do, I'm being open to another opinion or another idea, mm -hmm. another vantage point. So it's that openness uh, that's required. And that's one of the things that I think is so critical is that one trait of a good leader is that leaders open people up. They don't shut them down. Yes. You can ask questions in a way that you open, open a conversation, always be opening conversations and you get a lot deeper and you get a lot further uh, than trying to be the one with all the answers. That's good. When you gave me a, a visual um, the last time we got together, about ladders and that you said one in you know the context was you know business ceilings i guess might have been the context but you said you know visualize a ladder leaning against a building and when you get to the top rung there's another ladder but it's a little you know to your left and it's a stretch right and so asking for help of somebody to say hey how do i get to the next rung on the ladder like the you know, that I, I think I can reach this rung. Can you help me um, navigate this gap? And again, that's a, for me, that's a good visual to say where, you know, and you're in your leadership, where is the, what's the next rung on your ladder? Um, and, you know, asking for help for somebody, somebody that might have some wisdom or insight on how to navigate um, that climb, so to speak. It's really yeah, the truth is no matter how much experience we have or how long we've been at it, how good we are, how smart we are, none of us can take the next step typically without some, without some input or mentoring or coaching or help from others. Uh, and those others got that help from someone to help them navigate that gap, as you called it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a tricky thing. And, talking with business owners about coaching even is that I often have to remind them that we're not talking because you're terrible at what you do. We're talking because you're really good at what you do, but you need help to get to the next step of what it is to become the next version of you as a leader, you as a business owner, you as a manager, whatever it is you're working at, whatever level you're on, everyone needs help to get to that next rung, that next ladder piece. Mm-hmm. That's good. I made a note of that as well is that, and you taught me this years ago, I think to ask disruptive questions. So when you're, you know, as, as you're leading um, and you're trying to grow other leaders, I mean, that's one of the, you know, one of the things that we're trying to learn is how do, how do I lead better and how do I grow and or replicate um, more leaders to, to ask for help um, in a thought provoking way. So mm -hmm. to actually consider how, 
you know, how you might ask for help that requires the other person to actually do some self-reflected self-reflection and kind of disrupt, um, you know, disrupt them to force them to think um, about whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course the intent isn't to ask a disruptive question just for the sport of disrupting people, but there's, uh, there's a phrase we use in e-myth a lot, we say everyone hides, but everyone wants to be found. Mm, I love that good. phrase because what it requires from us as coaches and, and leaders is the willingness to listen closely enough for the small openings that people provide. Mm -hmm. And they want us to come in that small opening and explore it with them, but they don't know yet if they can trust us. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it requires some deep listening on one, on, on your side as the leader to understand what someone is trying to open the door to ask for and asking for help is swinging that door pretty wide open. Mm -hmm. That vulnerability door gets swings wide open. And you mentioned earlier on, you said, I ask you for help a lot. Well, we have years of relationship built firmly on it on trust. And so there's a safety between us. We can ask one another for help in very open ways because we have a very safe foundation to our relationship. When others don't feel that, and if you're a leader and your people will never ask you for help, well, that could be a sign that there's not enough safety, there's not enough trust in that relationship. Reminds me of Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions model where that foundation of the pyramid is trust. And so people not being willing to ask for help in your culture could be that they don't trust one another, that they're safe asking for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Cool. You know, you get older and you watch kids and God, they are bloody cruel to one another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that can't exist. You know, that if you get made fun of when you ask for help and we think that goes away as children, it doesn't. Uh, people aren't going to ask for help again if they're shamed or embarrassed by, by doing so. Yeah, no, that's good. And again, you're, yeah, that, yeah, shame, yeah, and, and embarrassment. The, um, and again, that's that's poor leadership. Um, that yeah, that definitely is an example of poor leadership when you're shaming people or embarrassing people. Uh, and that's oh, and it can show up in semi innocent ways. Meaning, if I come to you and say, "Hey, Jerry, I need help." And you say, I'll help you. And I say, well, I, here's the issue I'm trying to deal with. And if you don't know the answer, or you don't know anything about that. Uh, sometimes people can be like, oh, I can't believe you don't already know that. And it's because they're shutting the door to hide their own vulnerabilities. So it can happen for a variety of reasons and ways. Yeah. Well, and Art Dierks this morning said, uh, you know, he said, I, like to, I don't like to assume um, I know the answer. I, I want to try to get to the root cause, um, mm -hmm. uh, get to the root uh, of it. And, and so that's a good, again, that's a, that's a good leadership principle, you know, mm -hmm. just, just try to try to get below the surface. Um, right. I, I, I was taught, um, and I, I don't know if it's universal called the, like the five whys, but, you know, asking for help, uh, to understand going back to Rick Boyle's 
comment this morning and then asking the five whys, um, trying to get to the root cause without people feeling like they're being interrogated, of course, but mm-hmm. trying to get to the, as, as, as leaders, we're typically trying to get stuff resolved, right? We're trying to get stuff done and trying to make things better. And, um, and I, I know there's a lot of, um, I, I know there's a lot of, there's so many positives around asking for help and, um, you know, going back to one of my original statements is, you know, knowing the right person to ask for help. That's somebody that's safe, that has experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I could ask my, my 18 year old daughter for help on, of leading an organization, but she doesn't have the experience to, not that it's not a bad thing to do by the way, but, um, but she clearly doesn't have the, the experience to provide me, um, wisdom or insight so knowing who to ask for help and one of the things that's been apparent for us for you and I and many of our friends is that they're incredibly approachable and incredibly generous with their willingness to help you know there's so many of our friends um, if you ask them for help they're going to help you and I, I was talking to two young leaders um, this morning and I said one because they these two young leaders have the reputation of you know kicking ass and and being very competent and very good guys and we see a bright future with them and my encouragement to them was ask for help more you know as as your as your trajectory is is awesome in your growth and development as leaders um keep asking for help you know that's a good that's that's a good thing to keep doing obviously as we're ranting about this for about 30 minutes today it's a it's a really well, it's an important topic it is a very important topic because hi- hiding our weaknesses in an attempt to appear to be a strong leader just makes us a weak leader it doesn't make us a strong leader and our our vulnerabilities um they they just make us more vulnerable when we just pretend that they don't exist yeah, that's good. That's a good place for us to stop today. And I appreciate, obviously, your, your wisdom and insight. And, um, and you, you are one of those guys that, you know, in, in our sphere of influence, you're somebody that has made yourself available for, uh, to help people. And so I, I respect and admire that about you and many of our friends that um, share that same value. So it, it is what, you know, is one of the taglines that I have is, you know, we get better together is the reality is that we're all in this together in small business and we can learn from each other. So anyway, thanks again for the gracious time and uh, your wisdom and insight, Paul. Always enjoy it. Thank you.